Welcome to the Osher Ginsburg Podcast. I'm Osher Ginsburg. Here we are. It's Friday. Um, I just wanted to check in with you and uh, and just see how you're going. See what's up. Hope you're well and happy. Hope things are good with you. Hope your treadmill time is excellent. Hope your gym time is all right. Hope the dishes are getting done, the dogs are getting walked, the commute is going all right, whatever it is that you're doing while you're listening to the show. Because podcasts really are, they're the, they're the soundtrack to our chores, aren't they? I mean, that soundtrack to my chores, that's for sure, and my workouts that's, and my driving. So, But I do love it. Uh, <laughs> you do take me take a photo of what you're doing and you send it to me. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I, I must say a massive thank you to everybody that came to our gig uh, in Canberra the other night. It was super fun. We're playing tonight in Wollongong and tomorrow on the Gold Coast. These are the last two shows we'll probably ever do. These are the last two shows that are booked. We have no plans to do any more. If you have not seen the gig, this is it. There's no multi-camera Netflix shoot. We're not going to put it on anywhere like this is it. If you want to see it, you better come. It was a big ask on, on the weekend for people to come all the way out you know, on a Sunday night. It was a bit grim, my goodness. The middle of, the, the middle of Canberra City on a Sunday night is mm, not a lively place. So I must say a massive thank you to the people that a couple of hundred people actually showed up, uh, walked across a few miles of cavernous empty concrete to get to this tent in the middle of the city where we played there was great a few hundred people packed in to the spiegel tent we had a great time i'm very much looking forward to tonight in wollongong and definitely tomorrow night in gold coast with a big triumphant finish uh, it's always nice to meet people after the show as well you can still get some tickets if you want osherginsburg.com I, I must say uh thanks very much to everybody that reached out and listened to mahmoud fazar's episode i know it was a heavy one to get through um but I'm really grateful that it resonated with so many of you and I'm grateful that I was able to amplify the work that he's doing because he's a great guy. He's doing some really important work in the community and I'm really grateful to have had him on the show. Like I said earlier, thank you so much to everybody that sent a picture of what they're doing while they listen to the show. I always love to get them and it's always fun to share them as well. It's a podsy. It's a, like a selfie, but it's taking a photo of what you're looking at while you're listening to the show. Um, that's, that's it. Someone was walking to work in Cardiff in Wales Another walk up the 1,000 steps in the Dandenong Ranges in Victoria. Sue, listening while she's on a medical mission in Madagascar. This fantastic photo she sent of looking straight down the main drag, wherever she was. And um, this extraordinary woman that listens who her regular job is picking up She's got a big machine, a big excavator that picks up cars and drops the engine blocks into an engine block blender, basically. It's like my Vitamix, but for engine blocks. Um, but the excavator wasn't working today, so she sent me photos of the plastic recycling station at her car um, recycling place. And it's just amazing how they take every single piece of a car, grind it up, and sell it off to people to make more stuff out of. Absolutely brilliant. Super exciting. Love to read it. Love to see it. Uh, if the show does resonate with you, if you're enjoying the show, please, by all means, just shoot us a... You know, shoot a photo of where you're listening to it, and and just and send it through. It'd be um, you know, it'd be cracking to see where you listen. And a, a massive thank you very much to everybody that rated and reviewed the show this week in iTunes. That helps us out enormously. Helps people discover the show as well. The other thing that helps people discover the show is you telling a friend. So that is really helpful. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So, to check in with you this week, oh man. So, the other day, uh, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or not, but the other day I, I, I put a picture of myself getting my vaccines because it was a baby coming and um, so I got my whooping cough, my uh, flu shot and I got some tetanus and, and boy howdy did not the sparks fly. I tried, guys, I tried, you know, in the same way that we spoke about the other day, I tried to engage people um, who responded with anger but honestly, I just ran out of puff. I'm the soon-to-be parent of a baby. Um, we live in an area of the world, like very close to Bondi and close to Bondi Junction, which is where all the shops are, that has so many unvaccinated people in it. And I'm, I'm just confounded that, <sighs> A, people are so afraid and have been frightened by so many things that are just so convincing, even though they're not real. And that so many people struggle to understand how science works and how statistics work and also how herd immunity works. Like, so, for example, the the chances of you, you know, getting (laughs) struck by lightning is something like 1 in 700,000. But the chances of you having an adverse reaction to a vaccine is, is around between 1 in a million and 1 in 10 million. So you're more likely to get struck by lightning. But does that stop you from going out of your house? No, it does not. It, it's extraordinary and it hurts my head. I, and I understand, I really do. I understand that people are making these decisions and they're advocating out of care and love for their children because they have believed the stuff they've been told. But then I've got to think about, look, if you've got that much love for your kids, what about everyone else's kids? What about an immunocompromised child who's not yet old enough to get vaccinated or unable to get vaccinated, then unwittingly coming into contact with a deliberately unvaccinated person who's carrying a disease? You're making a decision that's harming someone else's child. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I understand that there's a lot of, you know, the fear and love, heaps of fear going on mixed in with love and, you know, that super parent protection thing. But what about the other parents? I don't get it. I can't tell you how many times people were accusing me of taking money from Big Pharma. 
I mean, shit, we live in an apartment and trying to pay a mortgage, extra money would be nice, but it's not coming from some magical company in the sky. I don't understand. That conspiracy is so, so deep, you know. Um, I had to call my friend Ruben Meerman, the scientist, the other day. I said, mate, am I losing my marbles? Am I, am I on the right? I had a reality check with him. And um, he talked me down for about a good half an hour. We had a good chat. But he pointed me in the direction of a, a great This American Life episode. And um, I, I also checked out the work of another immunologist, um, Dr. Peter Hotez. And I had a bit of a listen to these two guys and it made me feel a bit better. <laughs> um, but look, I'm trying to chase down some people to talk about this kind of thing. People who can not only talk about the facts of the matter, for example, the fact that people who are worried about multivalency of vaccines, you know, having many, I guess, vaccines in one in injection, people are worried about that. Um, but a bloke on Twitter, Ben Lifner, he's a virologist in, in South Australia at the Centre for Infectious Diseases, he tweeted in response um, that the kid's immune system anyway, just naturally, needs to recognise and respond to hundreds of pathogens every single day, like in, not in their gut, in their lungs, you know, even brushing your teeth, he says, introduces a larger number of potential pathogens into your bloodstream than a multivalent vaccine. I, I don't know if people understand this stuff. And I get it. You know, people are afraid. There's some super scary videos out there. They're really convincing. But goodness, I know what it's like to think that everyone's out to get you. I've been in that place. I've been in that place of paranoia. It's awful of not knowing who to trust or what's real or what's not real. But I just don't know how to talk to people who are in that place of fear but I promise you, what you're afraid of, the things you've seen and read and keep seeing and keep reading because that's how Google and Facebook work, they're just not real. I'm going to try and get some people on that can maybe talk about this stuff, not just people who work in immunology and virology, but maybe also people who understand how this kind of thing can form in your mind and then just stick in there. The conspiracies are thick and fast. It does my head in. But we've got to find a way to talk to people who are behind that wall of delusion. We've got to do it. Otherwise, we could all end up in a lot of trouble, be it from uncontrolled viruses or, or, or something like climate change. Like We've got to figure out a way to talk to people who are, who behind, who are behind that. Anyway, I hope I can figure out because it, it, it really is. It's, it's kind of hurting my head. <laughs> it's kind of hurting my head. But I know that I – a few people actually reached out to me and said, listen, man, you can't, you can't be putting out all the fires. It's not on you. You can't control the internet. And I appreciate that because I was getting lost in it a bit. Hang on. Oh, that's good. Good drink of water. I did ask you if you had any questions to, to get them in. And uh, the best method so far we seem to find is um, just if you get them to me on uh, just a voice message on Instagram. That seems to be the best way to go. Uh, Jules sent me this. Hey, Osha. My name is Jules. I started listening to your podcast about two months ago now. Um embarrassing to admit it, but I had never put together that Andrew G and Osha Ginsburg were the same person. Embarrassing to admit it, but in my mind, they were two completely different people. <laughs> Admittedly, I was born in 1984, so maybe my uh, recall of faces wasn't as good when I was younger. Uh, but reason for sending you a message today is that you mentioned at the start of the week, if we had any ideas about a second show to make contact. 
And I was thinking how awesome it would be if the second part of the week was more of a practical application of some of the awesome ideas that came out from the show at the start of the week. I guess the best example I can think of off the top of my head was when uh, you were talking to your photographer that had taken the photo uh, for the front of your book and he said that he would put his camera down, uh, walk around, have a look at some things in the room, but that two-minute time uh, slot wasn't necessarily to change anything. It was really just to, I guess, lessen the intensity of the moment. So I'm sure that there's a lot of science that goes behind those things. Um, You know, even some of the things that you've spoken about that you do when you're always referring to, you've got to do the homework. Um, You know, maybe there's some stuff with breathing, meditating, mindfulness, you know, uh, we, it's easy enough to find healthy eating and exercise regimes, but maybe you can come up with a, a practical regime for, for mental health. All right. I love your podcast. Loved your book. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Jules, I really appreciate your question. Uh, yes. An idea of a practical application and a practical method. You know what? That's pretty much what I'm, you know, I'm working on as far as the second book is concerned. I'm, I'm working on that. But um, it did get me thinking, you asked about breathing. It did get me thinking about, you know, sharing this with you. I use this all the time. And I'm using it a lot lately, actually. It's a technique called box breaths or box breathing. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but um, it's a breathing technique that helps me. It helps me calm down. Apparently, Navy SEALs use it in combat to help regulate their arousal responses. Uh, It's pretty simple, but it works in that by controlling your breathing, you can control your body goes, oh, everything's fine because we're breathing this way. Because no matter if you start to get hungry, your breathing changes. If you get excited, your breathing changes. If you get sad, your breathing changes. You know, if you're calm, your breathing changes. If you're asleep, your breathing changes. If you're walking upstairs, your breathing changes. But your body follows that. So um, by controlling your breathing, you can kind of reverse engineer your body's response. So it's called box breathing because if I drew you a diagram of it, you draw a box. On one side of the box is breathing in for five. The top of the box is holding that breath for five. The other side of the box is breathing out for five. And the bottom of the box is holding for five. All right. Now you can start at counts of three or four. Never, ever do this while you're driving, by the way. You can start at counts of three or four. I do counts of seven. I find it quite useful. I actually just do it sometimes like on the hour uh, just to let off the pressure valve and prevent stress buildup through the day. Um, give it a shot, uh, Jules, and let me know what you think. Um, I've got another question here uh, coming in on the Instagram. Just shoot me. I'm Osher Ginsberg with an underscore on Instagram. Just hold in the DMs, just hold down the microphone and um, record your message. Here we go. Hello, Osher. This is Jackson Prestwich. I've, uh, I usually have my Instagram, but now my shop's one. Deleted mine. Concentrate on business. Firstly, thank you. Seeing a counsellor once a week, then once every two weeks, now once a month. Now, my wife loves me more. I meditate every day, but I've got to get to these questions quick before my time runs out. So, two-part question. One, did you get the blanket that I sent you? I hope you love it. I'd just like to know that it arrived because it is a part of us. Two, since your transformation, what do you love about yourself the most now? And have you lost anything that you loved about yourself before? Anyway, look forward to hearing from you. Hope everything is well. All the best for the new kid and need any advice, hit me up. I'm pretty good when it comes to babies. 
Thanks, mate. Bye. Uh, that's an awesome question. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, I did get the blanket. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, by transformation, I think you might be asking about the men's health thing, where um, if you if you don't know, I had the opportunity to do the men's health magazine transformation issue last year. I worked with Em and Chief, who I did two great podcasts with. They helped me a lot as far as you know what to eat and how to work out. Um, I trained with those guys for uh, 10 weeks, and I lost nine kilos of fat and I put on two and a half kilos of muscle and um, my body changed dramatically, dramatically. So is there anything about myself that I love now? Anything about myself that I miss? I like, I don't know, man. I like the feeling of being bigger. Uh, I've been lifting a lot heavier lately. I've been working with a different coach in the last couple of months and um, lifting in a different way and I've been putting on more muscle and a for the first time in my life, I'm actually enjoying getting on a scale and seeing the numbers go up. It's a nice feeling to have clothes fit differently and it's a nice feeling to feel strong, um, to feel that strength in my body. I don't know. It gives me a bit of a, a bit more resilience in my brain, if that makes makes sense. As far as if there's anything about me that I miss, no, nah, man, not really. Not really at all. We're constantly in the, in the state of, of, of recreating ourselves every single day. And um, as you mentioned, with the baby coming, that's about to be happening on a, on a, like every single hour level, that's for sure. I'm so excited about meeting the young person that's going to come live with us. It's going to be rad. Um, but thanks heaps for your question, man. I've got a question on the email as well. Send us your email at gmail.com. Um, Sila, who sent the photo of on her, way, on her way to work in Cardiff in Wales, wants to know, how do I stay motivated both in terms of work and self-growth? Um, I said, thanks for the question, Sila. I appreciate that. For me, I guess the motivation has at its heart, like I was just saying, that every single day we get the chance to recreate our lives, even in some small way. And the joy of discovering new things, the excitement of finding out a new or a better way to do something, and the the incredible sense of satisfaction of realizing, oh, I did a little bit more than I did yesterday, or today's just a little bit better than it was the day before. Um, that for me is, is the thing that I kind of chase, I guess. And I know that not only in my work, but in my family and in my mental health as well. I've always been curious about the world. I try to maintain an air of fascination, even when things are perilous. When there's bad news in the world, I try to think, well, this is an opportunity, isn't it? You know, that's my reframe. You know, that's how I try and fight the catastrophe fires, at least. You know, I think, oh, look, here's a chance for someone somewhere to shift the status quo and move towards a, something that's a better way out. It is, it is something I work at. And some days it's hard to lift the veil of negativity, but I just keep trying to do the work that I know that I need to do. And, and you know what? Mood follows action. So I know that if I want to shift the mood, I have to take the action. And eventually once I take the action, the mood follows and things things shift. And I know it happens every time. So I guess to answer your question, the motivation is probably driven by that need to feel a bit better. But the result is that I get to be fascinated and interested and curious and I discover new things. And that in itself feeds, oh, you know, an, ex- an exciting reason to, to keep doing stuff, you know? I hope that answers your question. Sila. If you have a question, leave me an audio or video message on Instagram or email it through send us your email at gmail.com. Right. So before we head off into the weekend, let me tell you about Monday's show. It's a long time coming, this episode on Monday. It's a reunion with my former Australian Idol colleague, Ian Dixon. You may know him as Dicko. He came around the other day to talk about life on the telly and then life after life on the telly and even life after Dicko. It's a fascinating chat. He's excited because after about 15 years, he's getting back into the music game 
and I'm stoked that you'll get to hear all about it. He's a great bloke. It was great to have him around. And that's on Monday. It's Easter weekend, but we're still going to put out a show. So have a great break across the weekend. Drive safe. Swim between the flags. Eat good food. Sleep a lot. Have naps. Um, Tonight, I'll see you in Wollongong. And tomorrow night, I'll see you on the Gold Coast. Until we speak on Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. 